0: I used to travel in trains continually. Once from Ignore, once from Indore to Kandwa, I had arrived, and there was a one-hour gap between the other train that I had to catch for Mumbai. I was so I was sitting in the in the compartment alone. The other passengers had left. It was the last stop for that train. One man came tears in his eyes. I said, just wipe your tears and tell me the story. He said, story? I said, whatever it is. It may be real, unreal. Just tell me the story. He said, my mother has died. I said, I knew it. And I gave him one one rupee. He said, I need it. I'm very thankful. Nobody gives no Nobody gives nowadays. He went away, but he must have thought. This man seems to be very gullible. He gave me one rupee without inquiring in detail. He simply put on a coat and a cap and came back again and said, Where are the tears? What tears? You are another person. But what is the story? My father has died. I said, you take one rupee because I gave one rupee to anybody who brings a story. Mother died, father died. since somebody will come and his wife has died. Somebody will come and his child has died. There is one hour's time and I have enough money for one hour. Just go, go fast. He said, why fast? I said, you have to change clothes. Just go. He said, my God, have you recognized me? Yes. I said, no, I have not recognized you. How can I recognize you? The cap, the coat, the new, so new. I have never before seen you in that coat, in the cap. And your relatives are dying so fast. So just go. The third time he hesitated to come, but greedy such that he could not resist his temptation. He put away his coat his shirt, he came back with just with a langi on langi on. I said that is great the fits. It is so hot that I was worried about the shirt and coat and cap. Now who has died? He said My God, it is strange, but it is a very unfortunate day. You were right, my wife died. I said, take one rupee. Go home and find out if somebody else has died. And no need to come back naked. You can just go on wearing the hangi. Otherwise the police may catch hold of you and you might be in trouble. And I said, I will be in trouble. He said, why will you be in trouble? Because I'm here waiting for you, waiting and waiting. If you are caught by the police, it will be a real anxiety to me. What happened to the poor guy? So many people have died. And I have not even asked your name. Otherwise, I could come to your home. But remember not to die yourself. Otherwise, who is going to come for the rupee? He was really shocked. The fourth time he came with four rupees, saying, you take them back. I cannot accept them. I said, but what happened? What will happen to your father, your mother, your wife? They have all died. You can take more if you want, if it is not enough. He said, nobody has died. This is just my profession. I cheat people, but I cannot cheat you. I said, why can't you cheat me? I'm available to be cheated. I'm just sitting here. Here, there is no other business for me to do expect to be cheated. You need not take such a long time. Just go around in the railway station and come back. Take one rupee, no need from now on a word to tell me any story. Just come with your hand out, and I will understand that somebody has died. He said, "No, this is nobody has died. Everybody is alive. You just take your rupees back." I asked him, "Why are you Why are you feeling so guilty? There is no problem. I'm enjoying the game. Sitting here, there is nothing else to do, and you are bringing such." Entertainment. One rupee is not bad. But he will not accept, he says. Nobody has ever trusted me. And you are either just crazy or I don't know what. I don't know what. But you go on trusting. Do you really believe that my wife is dead? I said, I really believe it. Because money is moral, people die. Your wife is not immoral. Don't be worried. She will die. If she has not died today, tomorrow, she will die. Keep the rupee with you. Perhaps you are just telling the story a little ahead of time." He said, I will not take any money from you. And from today, I will stop this business of telling lies to people. The whole day, I have to say, my father has died, has died. My mother has died. Sometimes in one day, my wife dies twelve times. You are the first person who has believed me and is ready to believe. I said simply go and count all the people who are alive in your house and who are dead. For the dead you have already taken for the alive you can more take rupees. Some day they will die and then you may not be able to find me because I'm here for only one hour and then I will be gone. I used to pass through Kwanda continually because it is a junction going to Nagpur going to Indore going to Jabapa going to Mumbai and that man would always come with some fruits some flowers I would say this is not right you are poor He would say, I'm poor, but not so poor that I can't see that you cannot insult me. You cannot insult any human being. You cannot distrust. And what can I take from you? A few rupees, but I can't take your trust in humanity. To be trusting in humanity is such a joy. It is part of being religious. Trust everybody, including those who cheat you. They have their difficulties, they have their problems. And today the world is not of those old days when people used to trick to keep their promises. On every step you find people breaking promises, going against their words, cheating you when you trusted them. But what can you cheat? What can they cheat? Just material things. If you lose. If you lose trust, then suddenly they have destroyed you. Trust is non-material. It is spiritual. If you trust me and if you feel happy with it, then trust the whole world. These five billion people have not cheated you. These millions of stars have not cheated you. These trees and oceans and rivers have not cheated you. Just a few people may have cheated him. And because of those few people, you are going to distrust existence. This will be a loss. You will losing your own beautiful quality. I'm in favor of trust as a quality. I'm in favor of trust as a quality, not as a relationship. Don't take it dependent on the other person, on on the other person, on what he does. You trust him because he's human. And human beings have their weakness their frail frailty, frailty, frailty frailties, frailties their limitations you trust them in spite of all their weakness weaknesses all their frailties all their limitations their trust will become a solid rock within you a foundation of a new being of a new life And perhaps if you had that solid foundation, even those people who have been cheating you may not be able to cheat you. Just you, just your very being. I was sleeping in the train and there was only one other person. I was in the upper upper berth in the middle of the night. The person was getting out of the train. It was beautiful chance, beautiful because all my luggage was on the floor and he saw that I was sleeping. So he told his servants to take everything. Just my money was in the pocket bo- pocketbook. So when he had taken everything out, I said, wait. So he said, are you awake? I said, I have been awake all the time. You have taken everything. Just this pocketbook is left with my money I have that this too, take this too. Always do everything totally. He said, my God, he said to the servants, bring his things back, he's dangerous. (laughs) The station master came running, and the driver and the conductor. What is the matter? And the man was trembling in case I told him that he was stealing everything I said. It is nothing, just by mistake, he has taken everything out. His mistake was not complete and I am against things that are not complete. I am giving my money to him, telling him, take this too, so everything is complete. They said, should we catch hold of this man and give him to the police? I said, no, because he is a nice fellow. He didn't accept the money and he has brought all the things back. He was in such a nervous state that he felt one of his backs also with me. State that he left one of his backs also with me. I had to send his back. I had to send his back back. Back back. Back back. From the next station, telling them, find this man. At least there was a name on the back, so find him. He was really a good man. He got so nervous. Perhaps it was his first effort to steal things. Human beings are human beings. What are he doing? What was he doing? Just taking a few things that doesn't belong to me. Nothing belongs to anybody, but trust belongs to you. Things don't belong to you so let your trust be as cosmic as possible be aware beware of knowledge the word agnostic comes from the word gnostic agnostic means one who declares i'm not certain this way or that who is a ag- Gnostic, gnostic, who is a gnostic? Who is a gnostic? A gnostic is one who knows. That is the meaning of gnostic. The knower. The agnostic is silent, because he does not know what is right and what is wrong, what is yes, what is no. The gnostic. The Gnostic is also silent, because he has come to experience a reality which is inexpressible. I am a Gnostic, and I'd like you to be Gnostics. To come to a point of experience where things beyond words happen, where language is left for away, light years back, where there is no possibility to conceptualize your experience. You cannot say, God is. You cannot say, God is not. You cannot even say, I cannot say these things. You can be simply silent. And those who can understand silence will understand the answer. There is a very significant distinction to be made between knowledge and knowing. Knowledge only appears to know. It knows not. Knowing may not appear to know, but it knows. Knowledge is borrowed. Knowing is its knowing is own. Knowing is one's own. Knowledge is verbal. Knowing is through living. Knowledge is information gathered from here and there. Knowing is existential. You have lived it. It has come through your very experience. It is an experience. When knowing happens, you are freed. You are liberated. Through knowledge, you become more of a prisoner. Knowledge binds. Knowing liberates. The paradox is that the man of knowledge claims that he knows. And the man of knowing does not. Man of knowing does not even know what he knows. The man of knowing is innocent. There is a very famous mystic treasure in the West, the only one in the West. Nobody knows who wrote it. Nobody knows from whom it came, but it must have come from a tremendous experience. The name of the treasure treatise is the cloud of knowing it is from a man of knowing but he calls it the cloud, the cloud of knowing he says when he says when i came to know i forgot all knowledge all knowledge disappeared there is no need for knowledge when you know when you don't know you cling to knowledge because on, through that knowledge, can you pretend to know? When you know, you f- can forget knowledge. When you don't know, how can you afford to forget it? So only the greatest knowers have being able to forget knowledge. That is the peak. That and it has to be remembered. Become men of knowing. Become clouds of knowing, unknowing become the clouds of unknowing which is the same thing in other other words. Knowing is almost like unknowing because in knowing there is no knower. The ego does not exist. In knowledge there is a division. The division of known and the knower the division of the subject and the, and the object. In knowing, there is no division. Knowing is not divisive. It is in unitive. It unites. Science is a sort of knowledge. Religion is a sort of knowing or unknowing. Hence, their paths never cross anywhere, and they never will cross. Where science ends? religion begins. Where where cunningness ends, innocence begins. Where the knower disappears, knowing comes in. In the balanced story, uh, in the biblical story of Adam's expulsion, there is something to be understood in this context. The story is so beautiful that I come to and come to it again and again with different meanings, with different interpretations. God said to Adam, You can enjoy all the fruits of this garden, but there are two trees. One is called the tree of life. The other is called the tree of knowledge. Please never eat from the tree of knowledge. He mentions two trees, the tree of life And the tree of knowledge. He says nothing about the tree of life. He simply says, don't eat from the tree of knowledge. But Adam was so curious, hence the serpent could persuade him. Otherwise, the serpent would not have been persuasive, would not have succeeded. Deep down, Adam must have been curious about it. As every child is, and Adam was the first child, and God was the first father, Adam was persuaded to eat from the tree of knowledge. He ate, and he became a knower. Immediately he felt ashamed. Immediately he felt naked. Up to then he was innocent. The innocence was primordial, absolute unconditional. He was not aware that he was naked. In fact, he was not aware even that he was. The ego entered from the fruit of the tree of knowledge. Ego is created. Adam became alert. He started judging whether he was beautiful or not, whether it was good or be naked or not. He became aware of his body. For the first time he became self-conscious. Up to then he had not been self-conscious. Not that he was not conscious. He was conscious but there was no self in it. The consciousness was pure, unobstructed. The consciousness was just pure light. But suddenly the ego stood like a pillar in the middle of consciousness, a dark pillar, a pillar of darkness. And the story says the Adam was expelled. In fact, God need not have expelled him. Adam had expelled himself through eating the fruit from the tree of knowledge. Knowledge is expulsion. Knowledge is expulsion. The moment you become aware of your ego, you are expelled from the beauty, from the benediction, from the delight, from the joy that life has to offer you. to you. Now, what happened to the other tree, the tree of life? Nothing is said about it. My own interpretation is that if Adam had eaten first from the tree of life and then from the tree of knowledge there would have been no expulsion if knowledge had come through living if knowledge had come through experience there would have been no expulsion Adam knowledge Adam's knowledge Adam's knowledge was bogus. It had not come through his own experience. It was unearned. It was immature. Hence the expulsion. It was borrowed. It was not his own. When knowledge comes through experience, it liberates. It makes you more joyous. It makes you more delighted with existence. If Adam had eaten first, the fruit of the tree of life, and then the fruit of the tree of knowledge. There would have been so expulsion from the garden of Eden. Adam, reser- Adam reversed the process. He ate from the tree of knowledge first, and once you eat, once, e- e- you, once you eat from the tree of knowledge, you start losing life then you cannot eat from the tree of life, so the expulsion is self-imposed. Remember it. Knowledge can come in two ways. You can have it from others, from books, from people, from the society, and you can claim it as yours, but then you are expelled from the Garden of Eden. And remember, the expulsion is self-imposed. Nobody else is expelling you. Your very wrong approach to knowledge, to knowing, becomes a barrier. But knowledge can be attained through another way, that is through experience, through life. Eat the fruit of tree of life first, and then knowledge comes silently, without even any whisper. It arises it arises in your soul. That's great.